0: Hey, Faithful Listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Ruth. Well, today we begin the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter one, and I am very excited to get into this little book because it is just cute. It's cute in the middle of just chaos. And I kind of just feel like it's a little beacon of hope and light, even when things are terrible. And that's always true no matter what. Like, even when things in the world seem very chaotic, there's always hope because God exists. So it's, it's never just bleak and miserable. There's always an amount of hope that we can have. So that's what I think Ruth really represents is just hope and how God cares about humanity and he's working with humanity and he's working individually as well. That's something I've been thinking about actually um, in my own private study is God truly works individually. So we'll talk about that as we begin Ruth chapter one and we'll be reading the entire chapter today. And as always, I'll be reading out of W.E.B., but feel free to grab the version that you usually read out of and also your cup of coffee or your cup of tea this morning on this uh, cold day before Thanksgiving. And as you're grabbing those things, feel free to listen along as I read Ruth chapter 1. In the days when the judges judged, there was a famine in the land. A certain man of Bethlehem Judah went to live in the country of Moab with his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi. The names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem Judah. They came into the country of Moab and lived there. Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died and she was left with her two sons. They took for themselves wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other was Ruth. They lived there about 10 years. Malan and Chilian both died and the woman was bereaved of her two children and of her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she heard in the country of Moab how Yahweh had visited his people in giving them bread. She went out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. They went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May Yahweh deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. May Yahweh grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, And they lifted up their voices and wept. They said to her, No, but we will return with you to your people. Naomi said, Go back, my daughters. Why do you want to go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Go back, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say, I have hope, if I should even have a husband tonight, and should also bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you then refrain from having husbands? "'No, my daughters, for it grieves me very seriously for your sakes, "'for Yahweh's hand has gone out against me.' "'They lifted up their voices and wept again. "'Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth stayed with her. "'She said, "'Behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her God. "'Follow your sister-in-law.' "'Ruth said, "'Do not urge me to leave you and to return from following you, "'for where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay.' Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May Yahweh do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So they both went until they came to Bethlehem. And when they had come to Bethlehem, all the city was excited about them. And they asked, Is this Naomi? She said to them, Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and Yahweh brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since Yahweh has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. Now the first thing that's very unique about the book of Ruth Is that it's written completely from a woman's perspective, if that makes sense. Even though this book was most likely written by um, Samuel, at least that's what people think, is that Samuel wrote this, and obviously he was a man. It's written in the perspective of both Ruth and Naomi. So, verse one says, in the days when the judges judged, (laughs) so for example, in like the worst time period of Israel, other than when they were getting destroyed by Babylon, basically it says there was a famine in the land. Well, that's no shocker because whenever we see a famine happening, that means that God is warning his people. So famines were not supposed to happen in Israel. And God basically said that he said, look, Israel, if you follow my decrees and everything, you're not going to have any famines. You're not going to have any sicknesses. The women are all going to be able to have tons of children and you're going to multiply and flourish and You're just going to be healthy, happy, prosperous people, basically. But then God says, like, look, if you don't follow the rules that I give you that you promised you would follow, then these things will happen. Famine and other nations trying to come in and um, take your land from you and just bad things are going to happen. And that's because God's laws are good. And when we follow God's laws, good things will happen. I just read. Um, the other day, Psalm 37. And it talks all about the godly person and how God is going to bless the godly person. But the evil person, even though they might look like they are succeeding in the moment, they will not succeed in the end. The only person that will succeed in the end is the godly individual. So Israel is not being godly at this point in time. And so there's a famine in the land. So there is this man who lived in Bethlehem, Judah. Now, this is the same exact Bethlehem that is very famous around Christmas time, the Bethlehem that Jesus was born in. And so this man was named Elimelech and he had a wife named Naomi and the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. And so it says that in order to flee the famine, they decided to go live in the land of Moab where there was no famine happening. Now, this was against God also because the Israelites were not supposed to go out of Israel. They were supposed to stay in Israel. They were not supposed to be foreigners ever again. Like that was the plan God had for Israel. He said, you're not going to be foreigners. This is going to be your land and you're going to stay in that land. You're never going to be slaves or foreigners again. And so for Elimelech and his family to leave Israel because of the famine was against god they were trying to get out of their problems by going to a foreign nation so they go into the land of moab and they lived there is what it says and elimelech died and naomi was left with her two sons now we have no clue how or why elimelech died we don't know but all she had left naomi was her two sons malon and chilean And then it says that they took wives for themselves out of the women of Moab. Now, that's the second thing they did wrong. Not only did they go and live in the land of Moab, but Israelites were not supposed to marry the Moabites who were pagan peoples, right? They were only supposed to marry people who worshipped Yahweh. And at this time period, that would be other Israelites. And actually, to me, it doesn't seem like Naomi really cares much about that because she actually told Ruth to go back to her Moabite god. Unfortunately, you can see how this family was compromising on their their faith a little bit. So these Israelite boys married into a Moabite family. And it says one of them married this woman named Orpah, and the other one married this woman named Ruth. And it says that they lived there in the land for about 10 years. And then suddenly both of them died. And it sounds like they both died very quickly within a very short amount of time. And we don't know why. Once again, we have no clue why these two men died. And it sounds like they were relatively young as well to have died. And probably Ruth was a very young woman. I would imagine she was in her mid-20s when her husband died because women got married a lot younger back in these days. So Malin and Chilion both died in verse 5. And the woman was bereaved of her two children and her husband. That's talking about Naomi. She no longer had any support system whatsoever. She was in the worst possible position a woman could be in at this time period, a widowed woman with no sons to support her. This means that Naomi would most likely have to start begging because she probably couldn't work. She was probably too old. She would have had had to live off of the support system of other people. And uh, that's not a good place to be in, especially at this time period when women were not highly cared about. I mean, we just talked about the book of Judges and that poor concubine, right? And everything that happened to her, like the terrible things that people did to her. And we know that widows especially were not treated super well in uh, this day and age. So it says that Naomi realizes she has to go back to Israel. It says she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab back to Israel because she learned that Yahweh visited his people in giving them bread. So God, once again, was very merciful to Israel and gave them bread, meaning the famine was over. So Naomi is like, perfect, I'm gonna go back home. I have to go back home because that's the only way I can survive, basically, because the Moabite people are not going to take care of me. But if I go back home, to my small little town of Bethlehem. People will remember me and maybe they'll take care of me. So it says that she starts to go home and her two daughters-in-law accompanied her. And I don't know if Naomi thought that her daughter, daughters-in-law were like actually going to go back with her or if they were just accompanying her a little ways away. But it sounds like Naomi starts getting stressed as her daughters in law are going uh further and further and further with her. And tradition states that they traveled about four miles before Naomi was like, Okay, what are you guys doing? Like, are you gonna go with me or are you gonna go back home like you should to your own people? And so Naomi turns to her daughters in law and she says, Okay, return each of you to your mother's house. <laughs> She's like, what are you guys doing? You know, like, are you really gonna go with me? And return to Israel, or are you going to go back to your families like you should? And she says, may Yahweh deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. So it sounds like Naomi really had a good relationship with her daughter's in-law. Like she, she truly did because they were crying. They were weeping. They really, you know, wanted to travel with her and uh, they're starting to travel so far with her that Naomi's like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Like, I thought you were just seeing me off or something, and so it says that may Yahweh grant you that you find rest, each of you, the house of her husband. So she truly believes that they're both going to go back home and she gives them this blessing, right? She's like, may Yahweh bless you and keep you basically and find good husbands. And and it sounds like both of them were childless. We know for sure that Ruth was childless. We don't know if Orpah was or was not, but it sounds like she is because she also doesn't have a support system, right? So Naomi's like, go back and find husbands. Why are you coming with me? I have no prospects at all for you guys. So it says she kissed them and they wept. And they said to her, no, we're going to return with you to your people. So it really does sound like they had an excellent relationship with Naomi. And considering the fact that people kind of lived in like the same areas, like the same like tents basically with each other back then, maybe they really did have a, a great relationship With Naomi and Naomi treated them very well. But Naomi says, go back, my daughters. Why do you want to go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Now, this is referring to the law that was in place back in these days. I think it was called the Leverite Law, where if one husband died, it would mean that the wife of that husband would marry her brother-in-law And the brother-in-law would support the widow by giving her a son. Now, we've talked about this law before in, I believe, the book of Leviticus. And I mentioned that I don't know if it was a law only for unmarried brothers, like only unmarried brothers could take the widow as his wife. And I kind of argued that that is how God designed it, because God never designed multiple wives for one husband at any point in time. And actually, Ruth kind of encourages that theory I have, and I'll talk more about that later. But that's just a side note. I don't know if the brother-in-law had to be unmarried when he married the widow. But anyway, you know, Naomi is referring to this law and she's like, look, I don't have any more sons I can give you. You know, I don't have any future husbands for you. And even if I did, even if I got married tonight and was able to bear children for you tonight, would you seriously wait 15, 20 years for them to grow up so that you could take them as your husband. No, you wouldn't. You need to go get your own husbands is basically what she says. So it says Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth cried and stayed with her mother-in-law. So Ruth was like, no, I am not leaving you. And so Naomi says, behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her God. Follow your sister-in-law. So see, there you go. Naomi herself tells Ruth to go back home to her gods, which is kind of sad. Like I feel like that's never something to be encouraged. <laughs> like, I feel like you should never tell somebody, hey, go and worship your God that is not Yahweh. Like I, 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 It shouldn't be encouraged. But Naomi did that. And so that's kind of why I was getting at earlier that Naomi and her family compromised on their faith a little bit. But Naomi, we can see here, still follows Yahweh. Even though I imagine she's very angry, very upset that she has no family anymore, She's still following Yahweh. But for some reason, she tells Ruth to go home to her gods. And Ruth is like, nope, I am not doing that. She says, I am going to go where you go. I'm going to stay where you stay. I'm going to die where you die. And I am going to worship the God that you worship. Now, this means that Ruth, at some point in time, had to have had a heart change, maybe through Naomi, actually, or maybe through suffering. Sometimes people come to God through suffering. And, you know, Ruth just lost a husband. I'm sure that was very hard for her. And we can see that Ruth is suffering. So at some point in time, Ruth had a heart change and no longer wanted to follow her Moabite gods. She didn't care about them anymore. She says, I'm going to follow Yahweh with you. And I'm going to follow you to the grave, basically, is what she says. And it's kind of a dramatic statement. But, you know, Ruth was feeling very upset at this point in time. I mean, she's weeping, she's crying, she's clinging to Naomi. She doesn't want to leave the only family she has that cares about her. Maybe, you know, Ruth does not want to go back home to, to Moab. And maybe it's because Ruth didn't really have much of a family to go home to. We don't know her situation and what she got out of by marrying into Naomi's family. We don't know. But Ruth is like, I am not leaving you at all. So it says that Naomi Gives up. She's like done trying to convince Ruth to leave. And I don't think Naomi was trying to convince Ruth to leave because Naomi wanted her to leave. I, I don't believe that or because Naomi was being selfish. I think she really was thinking of Ruth in her own way. And that's why she wanted them both to leave, not knowing how she's going to support and provide for them, you know. But anyway, they go home to Bethlehem, Judah, and it says the entire city was excited about Naomi's arrival because they hadn't seen Naomi in over 10 years. Bethlehem was a very small town. It was a very small town. And maybe Naomi and her husband were important people in that town beforehand or had a lot of friends or something along those lines. But the entire city is very excited about Naomi's return. And they ask, that's Naomi. And so she says to them, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. <laughs> And this, this, once again, very dramatic statement. Naomi is saying, look, my name Naomi means sweetness. So don't call me sweetness. Call me Mara, which means bitter because I am bitter. I feel bitter and God has been bitter towards me. And and that's because, you know, Naomi was feeling very bitter. She was feeling bitter because she has no husband. She had no sons any longer. And that's a very, very difficult thing for a woman to deal with nowadays let alone back in these days. She, she obviously feels very, very bitter about everything that happened to her, maybe towards God even. And so she says, the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full and Yahweh brought me home empty. Why do you call me Naomi since Yahweh has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? And you know what? I'm, I'm kind of realizing right now as I read this that even though the book, is named Ruth. Ultimately the the entire story is kind of about Naomi. And of course the book does focus on Ruth and the love story between between her and Boaz, right? But ultimately it starts with Naomi and ends with Naomi. And Nao- Naomi's bitterness is a theme throughout the entire book and how much she lost. So she tells her entire family in Bethlehem, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, call me bitterness. And so it says in verse 22, Naomi returned and along with Ruth, the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, and they returned out of the country of Moab. They came to Bethlehem in the beginning of the barley harvest. So this means I would guess spring time is when the barley harvest would happen, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. So Naomi and Ruth get to Israel right at the beginning of the barley harvest when uh, the food is now prevalent. And that's uh, probably a very good thing for Ruth and Naomi who have very little food to go on. But we're going to talk more about this book on Friday. Once again, I have no planned episode for tomorrow because tomorrow is Thanksgiving and I want you guys to be able to enjoy your time with your family. And I'm going to enjoy my time with my family. But faithful listeners, I will see you all on Friday for another episode out of the book of Ruth. And until then, happy Thanksgiving and God bless.